five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Poem Podcast, your premier podcast for the Toronto Fight and the Vancouver Titans. I'm Chris, Allied Force, back in the saddle, got over my e fatigue, joined virtually as always by Jordan Etzer, Dr. J and Omni at Omni Strife. Welcome, gentlemen. Yeehaw. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit crowded in here. Like uh, uh I'm running out of space. Three people. Ooh. Well, <laughs> Technically, it is because we only have space for one more person that's using right, this virtual platform right. we use. So, I mean, it's one of the reasons why we had to get rid of Sam, bring in Jordan. <laughs> we could upgrade, but really having Sam as an anchor holding us back and her taking out one available seat made absolutely no sense. Yeah, that's true. That's when we lost Sam, that's when we truly exploded and, be- yes, and became I mean, like a, a world renowned phenomenon. <laughs> I actually think there's a lot of Defiant fans that think Sam's still on the show. <laughs> he's he's a known Defiant hater. And, and, yeah. And that. Yeah. Um, I missed you guys. Did you miss me? Aww. That was nice of you. I mean, it's on the record, so I'll say yes. I'll reserve my, my true feelings after we uh, <laughs> stop the recording. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am back. The three of us are here. And uh, we've got a whole lot of Overwatch League action uh, to discuss and get into as to what's going to be taking place uh, in the six in Toronto for the summer showdown. Um, not a whole lot of player movement or personnel movement. You guys touched on everything that needed to be touched on last week. And uh, I will admit it caught me completely by surprise that the Vancouver Titans had decided to make a move at the GM position. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is done. And uh, maybe maybe we'll be able to to get the, the new gm on uh, mm-hmm. in the relatively near <clears throat> future it would and i wanted to sort of mention this right from the top we're going to be back in just a couple of days so you're getting this episode and then what's going to happen is at the conclusion of each day of the summer showdown we're going to be recording an episode now i mean you let the cat out of the bag last episode and you, you were wondering if I would get I didn't, upset. I didn't get it out of the bag. I just wiggled the bag a little bit with the cat inside, and you might have heard him. <laughs> but but I didn't really get it out of the bag yet. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, we will be back each night. And so, I mean, the episode will be pushed out the evening, and you'll probably find it in the, the morning uh, to, to prime you for the, the subsequent day of action. Our hope is to get to the potential of some special guests. Uh, the Toronto Defiant have been amenable uh, hosts, even to those of us who are virtual and we're working with them to try to make some magic happen, but to bring you everything that you need to know uh, from our, mm-hmm. you know, wood tier perspective, or at least my wood tier perspective. You guys are, you know, plat at least, right? Yeah. I'm console tier. People already look down on me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, I, have I, 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 haven't, I haven't played in a while. I'm- Let's hope I'm still plot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, let's uh, let's start uh, pushing this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. So both the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant each had a match uh, into the weekend. Now, as you guys had shared, the Toronto Defiant were locked. It was just as to where they would be locked into. Mm-hmm. That was up for debate. 
The Vancouver Titans weren't a lock. They had required something to go their way. And I don't know if the two of you saw that, you know, phenomenal, uh, you know, Microsoft, <laughs> yeah, Mint, yeah, yeah. you know, flow chart. Um, ultimately, the Titans clinched because of what was it? Like Florida got a map. Or yeah, the odds were heavily in their favor. Yeah. A lot. Well, I was, I was actually uh, talking to a, an acquaintance in another gaming community and because uh, he's a big uh, Houston Outlaws fan and. And when uh, Houston beat the the Titans, he's like, "Oh, you guys are, you guys might not make it." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> let me break this down for you." I'm like, "Yes, there is a scenario where the Vancouver Titans don't qualify for the Summer Showdown. It would come down to tiebreaker number seven, and it requires like a three zero going the completely opposite direction here. It needs a three zero going that way. There, this team, you know, has to win, yeah. and like." The, the, the odds of this and happening, Mercury honestly. Mercury aligning with Mars and things like that. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, you know, if it, if it were to come down to that and the Titans get, like, knocked out on, like, tiebreaker number <laughs> seven, which is, like, it wasn't, I think it was, like, strength of schedule or opponents in their strength of schedule. Like, it's getting down to the minutia of who played who and was playing who. Anyhow. It was neither here nor there. The Vancouver Titans had it locked. They were going to Toronto. They would book their tickets, started packing their bags. Hopefully the bags actually arrive. But that was before they had an opportunity to go and play the uh, new look uh, Boston Uprising. Right? I mean, it's a new look mm-hmm. Uprising, isn't it? A little Organizationally, bit. Organizationally, yeah. for the most part. Well, I mean, the lineup was different yeah, than the true. one that we had been seeing most active, of the summer showdown. The playing lineup was different than what we've seen. Right. Uh, you know, uh, I think. Uh, Much less you know, Korean team. with uh, Punk in there and then. Crimzo. Seeker. Seeker, Crimzo back. A couple mm-hmm. Canadian kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Gilchrist, uh, Punk's dad. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe he, he is. Uh, uh, giving advice uh, to the uh, the ownership group, the new ownership group. I think it's like OXG or, or whatever. It's some I believe, sports work. I believe but, he would uh, say that's Mr. Punk to you. Yeah. Mr. Punk. No, <laughs> not Mr. Gilchrist. Yeah. I apologize. I mean, Mr. Punk. But, uh, you know, we look at the Vancouver Titans approach to this and it kind of looked to me like they thought, oh, well, you know, there's sort of these two different ways that we can play this meta. There is the Sojourn version and then there's the Ash version. And we haven't done a lot of the Ash version. So, oh, so we're, why don't we do a little bit of the Ash version? Let's just not bring up the May version. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> hey, the May version did work that first time mm. it showed up against the Toronto Defiant. Like that that one map, it worked out really well. Yeah. Not so much, not so much this time around, but but it did work. Um but, you know, things get underway against the Boston Uprising in typical summer showdown fashion for the Vancouver Titans. No, like they, despite experimenting, suddenly see King pop off, uh, Bob getting put in some work, uh, the the Mere uh, Junker Queen doing what the Mere Junker Queen does, and things are looking good, right? The Titans are going to get that fourth win, I think. I mean, yeah. based on the performance of that first map, not being a strong map, yet still strong enough. Yeah. So uh, that's how it ended, right? Uh, I, they started up well. Like um, King, I, I like his aggression. The Titans have a tendency to really come out of the gate strong. City Center, 
maybe was a little bit scarier than I, I expected it to be. It was like, I think, 99 to 90. So at least we saw that Boston are not just going to fall down and, 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 and die. But Tower kind of felt like that. So um, I don't know. It, it, it felt a bit close. But yeah, I, I did not expect Titans to have much of a resistance during this entire match. Unfortunately, well, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, get there. Yeah, but I mean, if we we think of what we saw here, I felt it was more the Vancouver Titans making mistakes that allowed mm. Boston to you know get percentage. So you know, uh, I think it was was this the map where Aztec uh, invested a a late uh, rally um, just to prolong a, a fight. I mean, he did this a few times, but despite this, the Vancouver Titans did what they do best. They go in aggressively, take a point and then proceed to hold, hold, hold. Eventually they get beat off it, but the team that goes to knock them off invests all like no tomorrow. And then Vancouver comes out and, you know, sorts things out. Right. I mean, that's the way they've had success. In fact, you know, they were trying to do something very similar against the Houston Outlaws, but I think they had you know a <clears throat> night at the Roxy or something like that, mm-hmm. to, you know, to celebrate that Washington Justice win. Um, but there wasn't anything that really sort of you know spoke to me that you know Punk was going to become Mister Punk <laughs> Junior. Uh, I think I, did I get that right? Um, as he sort of progressed in this this match, um, you know, Seeker looked okay, um, but he wasn't again popping off like he did later on in the match. Uh, Crimson and Faith, I don't recall seeing much from them either. You know, either of those two rounds. And Valentine, yeah, you know, he, he was definitely doing yeah, Genji doing Genji better, things, right? But but you know, Aspire wasn't playing Sojourn for for much of it. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, Midtown, again, Titans come out, they do what they need to do, and let's call a spade a spade. I didn't actually think it was going to be enough. Like on their attack phase, I mean, they, (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. Like, again, more experimentation. It really wasn't working well. Um, I don't think Aspire is Ash is to the same level as as a hisu for instance who's just been what 97% of the time ash through this entire stage yeah especially when aspire really has those like top 3 uh league stats on 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 sojourn and i think this is basically the gist of it you feel the drop off from being like a top tier elite sojourn player that just can win you a fight you know, without blinking. And then on the ash, it's, it's not as good. I definitely felt like this, this map was where it felt like we kind of started to see a switch. Um, Although like you pointed out, there were some mistakes in Lijiang tower, but it felt like this map, if the, if the two teams uh, graphs were progressing, this is where they kind of started to cross or came close and Boston was, you know, almost surpassing Vancouver in many ways, but 
Vancouver just had a little bit more together and was coming out on top just with a slight edge. And then obviously, as we continue on, things will progress along that path. Well, I mean, you say that they're sort of maybe crossing. The Vancouver Titans just outright bullied the Boston uprising on the Boston attack. Um, like Valentine got a mm-hmm. little value, but there was a moment where I think, was it Faith and I think Punk were together in a room while everyone else is resetting its spawn and Faith decides to, to pop his cue to prolong the inevitable. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand outside of the tactical reset. I just want to give up my my alt charge, yeah. which isn't as big of an issue now because there's, there's a transferable alt charge in Overwatch well, 2. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. I was just going to say, it was, it honestly felt like, um, like it was more at this point, Vancouver started kind of up a little higher and they were kind of trending downwards. Boston was already lower than them. So there wasn't too much to, you know, write home about kind of thing. Um, but I did feel like this is where we saw their, the performance overall kind of, like I say, going down. Um, maybe Boston wasn't quite on the upswing yet. They weren't uprising, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, hey. <laughs> Um, and, and that's kind of where you saw, you know, Vancouver had a little bit more of the basics together, the, the teamwork, the cooperation, and that's what allowed them to come out on top. Um, like you say, they, they did really well at the start, um, or, or on the defense, I should say. And Boston just looked like they were struggling with, like I say, those, those kind of basics. And I do wonder how much of that is, you know, um, obviously we know Punk, I'm sure has been scrimming with the team. Um, but it was a number of new players or a number of benched players that were suddenly coming together and everything. Um, and they were just lacking a little bit of that, a little bit of that teamwork that really that coordination. Um, and like you say, people getting caught out in, you know, singled out in smaller groups uh, and Vancouver was able to capitalize on it. Yeah. I'd say, especially looking at the attack of Vancouver, you did see some slippage, but, but, that was the, the same for both teams. I, I feel like the difference here, should I say the diff uh, for, for Vancouver was on defense. They really looked better uh, in Midtown. And, and uh, well, we're going to talk about that map next. They had an opportunity to just finish out the map entirely. Uh, mm-hmm. But on attack, they some somehow just blunder, mm-hmm. blunder advantages away. Uh, for no apparent reason outside of maybe some, you know, e-fatigue or... Or having clinched uh, uh, their, um, you know, birth of the playoffs at that point. I'm, I'm not sure. Did they already know at that point that they? Yes. Yes. So. Yeah, because they the event like, was like yeah. first match in uh, the West. That yeah, he clinched it was it Glad's win over not, Atlanta. Yeah, it's not on on a way that like you'd say that the Vancouver were playing with their food. No, no, no. That's not what I'm trying to say in here. Or like sandbagging or anything, but you could see that like they, they lacked a certain focus or urgency in some of their pushes. Um, while on defense, they were playing a little bit bit better. Like you could see Aspire and you could see King execute. And I like it, you know. I, I just didn't mention these two names, but as a team, you could see like they're, they're not really uh, entirely locked down. While while Boston, they they have at least a thing. Going for them with what what we uh, previewed this match with, like uh, the new fresh start, right? These players who 
who want to to prove themselves. And Boston right now, they're not in a good spot. They don't have, you know, they can't reach this particular uh, attorney, but maybe the end of year one is, is still possible. So uh, they need to show that they, they're here to play, and that's what they did. Well, I'd say yes, that's what they did. As we get into Dorado, yeah. but but Dorado is where, if, you know, to Jordan's comment earlier, where you started to see sort of the, the paths, uh, you know, cross each other. Mm-hmm. This is the map that I feel that Boston finally got a yeah. slight edge. I mean, you know, the, again, the Vancouver attack didn't do horrible. I mean, they came out, they were moving the, the payload from uh, spawn to, to doors, uh, I think it what there was one team fight they lost, I think. Um, but it was it was an efficient push. And then as they get through the doors and sort of get in that, that first corner, that's when we started to see sort of Vancouver not I'm not gonna say make mistakes, but now you know Aspire is getting deleted by a right click. Um yeah. and in that shift, suddenly that advantage Boston's like, let's take advantage let's you know, pedal to the middle, let's go push the asset. Where's where the Vancouver Titans in in the past? One, Aspire was not the first person to drop. Um, and two, even when they were down, they you know, they had that sort of confidence that some of the top tier teams do, like San Francisco Shock. You know, I almost feel sorry for the teams that get the first pick against the shock because that's like <laughs> almost a Field motivation for them. Right? Like, oh, okay, let's rally here, guys. And you know, Vancouver I mean, they could have done better on the attack, but then at the for the first ninety percent of the push that Boston had on their attack, I don't think they ever got it around that first or building, or like they might have, but the, the Titans essentially owned the. And that's kind of been the story, oddly enough, of Dorado this this stage. Right, we saw this with the quite literally with the Toronto and the and the Glads matchup where Glads weren't able to do anything. And that was in comparison to Toronto barely getting to the doors. Like they entered that kind of fountain courtyard and then it got pushed back under the, uh, the pass, the overpass Mm -hmm. there kind of thing. And so it's kind of becoming like, you know, when we saw Vancouver do what they did, it was almost like, okay, you know, (laughs) it is, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, that that's what Dorado is now. Um, but I, I do, you know, to my point earlier, think that this is where we saw uh, Boston, you know, overtaking yeah. Vancouver in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. There's one more thing that should be said. Like, of course, Dorado has this weird uh, dynamics about it where teams suddenly who have no business of, of, you know, crossing a certain point or threshold suddenly getting the upper hand with, with how uh, Olds work in this Junker Queen meta. But these are like the natural <laughs> flowings of this map. And then there are things like like that weird flank from King at the <laughs> end of their attack. Sorry for bringing them back to, to the attack uh, round. But Titans, they, they had like a, a good, um, you know, momentum and they had some old, old charges. But then King just goes behind, you know, enemy lines uh, and he does get out the beat. But he's so isolated and was kind of like a blunder. And something that well, and, and Seeker essentially deletes. Oh them. yeah, mid dash just directly to the, the head. Def- it was very painful. Yeah, was- you know, sometimes you get those plays when you flinch when they happen on 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 screen. That was kind of kind of it. And 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 then again, like unlucky points where 
on defense. Spire just got gets picked there after first uh, uh, as he bobs. Is bo- bobs sh- should be a, a verb, right? Can bob. <laughs> yeah, he bobs his bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he bobs and then he yeah completely bobs uh, out of uh, back to spawn, and you know that the downward spiral that I brought up many times before. You you start those mistakes and they just keep on coming and keep on coming, and that's kind of like the theme yeah. of, of coming from this map. Yeah, like you said, Jordan, that's where things started uh, slipping, and you know you, you started out strong, but now you you can't get the hang of it anymore. And on the other hand, the other team is going in in the uh, entirely opposite mm-hmm. direction so that's not you know helping no and you know we're now definitively seeing seeker <laughs> out dual aspire i mean this is where this shift occurs punk has now sort of warmed up to the the junker mm-hmm. queen experience not to suggest that he didn't know how to play her um, at the start just that i feel punk had now become maybe at par with Mir. yeah but as this match were to go on you know, and this is where sort of confidence, mm-hmm. it's a heck of a drug. Boston, so you're saying mm-hmm. we got a chance. Yeah. And I'm I'm a little bit confused. I was confused at this point where, you know, Vancouver lost the map and, and they got to pick the next map. And, and I was expect, fully expecting to see New Queen Street where they have done well. Play before. very well. Yeah. And, and and even beaten some you know uh, better teams where they lost the match eventually. But uh, I, do okay. Actually, do have teams been picking maps even in the in the stage? Oh, weren't they? So I'm not sure. I don't think so. Yeah, you might be. Right. I mean, I I'll I'll be honest. I I could very well uh, be yeah, wrong here. So. But because as I. Like you're right. I think if the Vancouver Titans were to pick, okay, I don't so, know if they so, pick Coliseum. So uh, just edit out that that comment I made. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally leaving it in. Um, but no, you're you're right though. Like Coliseo, the Vancouver Titans do what they have done. They come out, they try to win that initial team fight. Uh, they get their their solid push, and they did exactly that. Mm-hmm. And then Boston returned the favor. And then this is where I think the Vancouver Titans started to deal with adversity. Mm-hmm. Um, on the back foot, right? Instead of like, okay, well, they've got it, a, you know, a few meters in front, we'll win the fight, we'll push, and then we'll continue to take back. It's almost like they started to, you know, play a little tight, um, you know, in the, the hockey parlance, they started to grip their stick a little harder. Yeah. Um, and when that occurs, you start to do things not so well. Um, the Spire was just getting outright deleted. I think this is where we finally saw Spire switch into the Sojourn off the Ash um, just to, you know, try to return the favor to Seeker. Uh, Valentine was doing a far better job at harassing the back line as Genji than King was able to return the favor. Uh, Punk and Mir were dueling it out, but far too often Mir would be dropped and leaving the Junker Queen up. It, it, it's a significant shift, but Boston, you know, after winning, you know, team fight pushing instead of the Titans returning a favor, they fell. And suddenly Boston's not only getting past the butt scratch point, they're outright pushing it across the bridge, which in this mode, you could have six minutes and trying to get that barricade back to that mm-hmm. distance is near impossible. Yeah. I really, I really felt like, um, to your point of, of playing tight, this is where it felt like 
Vancouver started to go, oh no, these guys are going to take us to five. And they kind of entered panic mode a little bit. And when mm-hmm. they did that, rather than in a lot of ways, keeping their cool, it meant that, you know, some of that team play, some of what made them so successful in, you know, maybe the first round or in other matches kind of went out the window. And that's where you see players like Aspire, you know, making the, you know, it's not like it was a really desperate time because ultimately they already knew they were in, but making those desperation picks where they are going to suddenly change to a different character, um, you know, because in their mind, I need to try anything to start carrying the team. And I, I really kind of mm-hmm. felt like um, a pretty big part of it was uh, King dropping the team play. It felt a lot like he kind of, and, you know, chalk it up to he has much less experience on the team. Um, but I felt like he kind of faded into the background in a lot of ways. He wasn't getting picks. Um, he wasn't having those, those uh, you know, um, when there's a really good team fight, he wasn't capitalizing on them and, and helping out as much as he had previously. Um, not to put it all on his shoulders by any means, because like you say, Seeker was getting picks on Aspire. Um, and they were really just shutting them down. And, and the few people who I think in the past kind of have seemingly rallied the team and then they, they work together more seemed like those people were kind of stepping outside of that. And that's where Boston on the other side was saying, okay, we're now working well together. You know, Punk and Crimson are now coordinating nicely. And uh, as you mentioned, you know, Seeker is 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 starting to step his game up. Um, and they just kind of started to take control. Yeah. There was a moment as well where, I mean, to the point of panicking, both Masa and Oztak popped alts to go into a team fight. The Titans lost. And Boston came out with one more alt than they had going into it. So both support alts got pulled out from the Vancouver Titans and they got absolutely no joy from it. And I, you know, this is where I think you're right. It's, oh my God, they're taking us to, to map five. Yeah. And that's kind of a repeating pattern, really. Um, their sloppiness with alt economy really deteriorated through the maps. We're going to see much of that in Nepal as well. But, but even, even to make it worse, there were points where it seemed like it was a good alt from King. For example, he got like two picks there on Coliseo, but Boston still won the fight. And that's when I mm-hmm. knew like, oh, things are, aren't going <laughs> as smoothly as we had hoped. I mean, you know, it's still at that point, it's, it's 2-1 for, for Vancouver. And it's like, but, but you, you well, should already kind of tighten up a little bit and play more careful, which unfortunately we did not see. Um, yeah. Well, we did. Maybe if, let's, let's just do the segue to Nepal. Sanctum looked looked fine, right? Yeah. I mean, and the Titans played the control map as they have played the control map all this stage. Aggressively come out, win that initial fight, <laughs> hold the point until you have like a 70-some-odd, an 80-some-odd yeah. percentage uh, before losing and make sure you lose with that team taking it from you, investing every alt they have. Although, to your point, there was still <clears throat> a, a rally from Aztec that he just gave away when we lost. Yeah, this this was the one that I was thinking of that Before, started yeah. on Li Zhang. Yeah, this is the one. It was in Nepal where he... They still came off of it with the win somehow. There was like a crazy two-on-two on the point. Well, it was, we had supportal combat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, you'd you'd like to have someone like Masa on your side, Faith? 
He's, he's, you know, he's more like your healing uh, Lucio. Well, but that's the thing, though, is you had you have Faith and Crimson, who are adequate support heroes, keeping people alive, and the Vancouver Titans have Masa, who on Lucio, <laughs> more like the, maniac. yeah, like, you know, he, I think he was, he had popped green the entire time, um, and he's, he's sniping, you know, with the, the three, three beats. Yeah, he, um, he's old now. He doesn't have time for that, you know, <laughs> healing game. You know, yeah, Masa Masa plays Lucio the way that people accuse me of playing Moira. Okay, so let's let's call a spade a spade. But the fact that it had to come down to supportal combat, and that okay, I want to point out that fight went on for like forever until I think it was King got back first, and it just completely shifted. I think Masa and Oztok were going to win the, that that battle, but once you know King got there and was able to disrupt. I think he dashed through, I want to say it was faith. Um, but point is, this is what this Titans team does. They're scrappy. They go and they, they take points. And then um, that's the last they decided to do about that. The rest of the map. Mm-hmm. Including bringing out mm-hmm. May. We don't talk about that. Remember? <sighs> oh, so sorry. This, this was some Florida mayhem stuff that they tried to pull out the we this isn't working we're gonna try something to the shock and awe method and it looked bad yeah why not bring out some pharmacy yeah i heard they're trying that in contenders or in in fact as well (laughs) didn't didn't work well i mean Uh, it's not even the may it's the fact they still kept on trying and mm -hmm. kept on trying and and then you run out of like map time and that's you know that attitude of Oh, we yeah, we're up one uh, zero, and and it's probably fine. I think. Well, sure, and it's I mean on village, it, they had some success, and okay, they don't have it. Like they still have that one round to yeah. to make sure the Boston at the reverse. And and you know, Van, what did Vancouver do when they came out on? Is it Sanctum uh, or Temple? I can't I can't remember the names. The, the, the head. third one. The third shrine. one. Is it shrine? Okay, they come out and they take that point aggressively. They win that initial team fight. But unlike previous experiences, once the Boston uprising pushed the Titans off, they, the Titans had absolutely no success. It was almost like they were of two minds um, on almost every one of their attacks. Like they weren't coordinated. And we were seeing far too frequently, you know, Seeker, you know, popping his alt, um, murdering half the city of Vancouver. And then tactical crouching on the on the city's. Uh, uh, I was dreams. just about to say that this this as well was felt a little like Vancouver was just like ah we don't we don't need this anymore you know like you say they come out strong and then once it flips they're just like eh and then seeker popping off uh, he had some he had some yeah, like really good three and four kills um, and then like you say the the tactical yeah. crouch is you know Boyd loves to tactical crouch that's for sure. Hey, he, uh, word has it his uh, mom was at the Vancouver Titans watch party, so I hope she was giving her. That's funny. Yeah, and and it looked like you know Seeker made his best best uh, um, you know uh, uh, aspire impression, and uh, mm-hmm. and to me mm-hmm. that really resonated with the roles being flipped. Maybe you know Vancouver is very new to winning, and I I feel like they never were they never were the the not the underdog. Uh, so they still didn't face that adversity when when a team that you don't expect uh, beating you 
you need to get the job done and they unfortunately didn't have them in them well i mean you could you could argue here that the vancouver titans i mean against the paris uh, eternal and the new york excelsior they were the favorites against those two teams but their loss to Houston, there were questions. Their win over the Justice, there were questions. It was this map where people are like, there ain't no way Boston beats Vancouver. Unless you're reinforced. Yeah. And I think you're right. They were a clear favorite against a team that maybe they shouldn't have been the clear favorite against. And maybe that was you know, something that they allowed to almost inflate their egos beyond the position that they... They actually are in. I mean, you also mm-hmm. kind of have to have to figure that, um, uh, you know, we've, we've talked before about preparing for if you have more than one match in the weekend, you know, preparing specifically for one of those matches. And, you know, in some ways, Vancouver prepared likely for a match that they did not wind up playing because the team looked so different from the roster they've been playing against previously. I think if you compared the, you know, any Boston game prior to this one to this one in this, uh, in the summer showdown qualifiers, you see a very different look strictly, you know, in the players and how they played it. It, it wasn't looking too mm-hmm. great when they were playing with, uh, without punk, um, without crimson and of course without seeker. Um, now seeker was obviously the, the sort of freshest one, um, you know, obviously Punk and Crimson both being on the bench, so still being with the team prior. Um, but you, I, I do wonder how much Vancouver prepared for a different look than they got. Um, you know, a a mm-hmm. pretty significantly less aggressive, I would say, look. You know, Punk does like to play a fast pace. Um, and, and so who knows if they even had a thought that they would be playing against that lineup kind of thing. Regardless, Boston goes and gets themselves the dub. The Titans get the L. Not that it really mattered for the Vancouver Titans. They were in. But what that did mean is the Vancouver Titans dreams of possibly being on the upper half of uh, the uh, the standings of the summer showdown uh, were completely uh, shattered, uh, meaning that they would be picked by someone. We'll talk about who picked them later on. But we still had the Toronto Defiant uh, playing the London Spitfire in a match that had some significant repercussions uh, to a team like the Los Angeles Gladiators. <laughs> so two weeks ago, I had said that when Toronto... I, I was, I was just going to jump in there and say, did, did Toronto play a game? I, I don't quite recall them playing. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> now... Okay. They won a map. <laughs> yes. They played a round. Right? Mm. <laughs> um... So, I mean, the repercussions here was that the Los Angeles Gladiators, they needed Toronto to to win. I mean, it was win well. Um, and two weeks ago, I said Toronto shattered the dreams of L.A. by eliminating them because at the time I didn't think two and four was going to be enough. We had done, obviously, the math at the end of the episode, and there was pass forward based on crazy things happening. Some of these crazy things happened. Um, so... Why did Toronto ruin our crystal ball picks? Is it that they hate us? Is that yeah, why? Obviously, it must be. I mean, they ruined my pickums. Come on, uh, my, aren't you the okay, guy wait. who always roots for Toronto? Didn't you select them in your crystal ball picks? I okay. I don't. I don't. 
I learned long ago, you don't pick your team to win anything. That's true. Because there is there is a curse evolved. I with Pickums, I'm a little more liberal because I kind of have to in, in many cases. Yes. Like I had Toronto Beanie London 3-1. Unfortunately, I got the score right. I just didn't get the actual result right. Mm-hmm. Um the Titans ruined me. I had the Titans winning 3-0. They lost 3-2. I had both of those games 3-0. And then and then the damn San Francisco shock decided they don't want to have a perfect season. I got that one right. I got that one right as well. <laughs> so there, that's that's. I got a West three two though, pickings. not a three one. Exactly the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But let's let's talk a little bit about this match. So the, the Toronto the Toronto Defiant, they come out on Lee Jang, and I saw a little bit of this. I was traveling over the course of the weekend, so I unfortunately missed a lot of the Toronto matchup, but. Based on what little I saw here, I'm like, okay, it'll be over quick. Nothing to worry. Night oh, Market was, was uh, to me, very sim- reminiscent of that first map uh, between Vancouver and Boston, where I felt like it should have been easier, but then they came out in tower and just mm-hmm. wiped the floor mm-hmm. with them. It was like very... Yeah, that's what, what I felt too. Um, but... <laughs> but... Hollywood... Yeah, let's jump right to where things fall so, apart. <laughs> I mean, Lee Jang so, okay, good. what went wrong on Hollywood? Because, you know, I, I look at the map result. It's 5-4. I didn't see it. So, you know, 5-4 isn't horrible. This this no. tells you that, you know, both teams were were having a, a heck of a fight. They got the the payload advancing and, and uh, in the bonus rounds, but... One team got it farther than the other. Yeah, the the, the initial pushes uh, were pretty similar, uh, I think, between both mm-hmm. teams. Like Toronto started an attack. Hisu was cl- on Ash again, and like used uh, some dynamites. And Hadba was very scary on Junker Queen. I think it was their second push where they finally claimed the point, and and then um, you know Sparker he gets two before the second point. He 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 was really the story of this map. But Toronto kind of like makes it easy work of his team once they get rid of him, and second they just get it and send the story on third and they get you know the last point, and they have about one minute, a little bit more than one minute in the bank. And, and on defense, London actually starts pushing the cart faster, really, really fast. But then Toronto does their uh, signature move. You know how they did in the last I, I, was it the map against um, Gladiators where they just you know, go on the high ground and mm-hmm. assassinate people from mm-hmm. above. And they chopped off a lot of, of, of the clock doing that. Uh, but, you know, the cart slowly progresses towards the second door. And I feel like they dropped too slowly, maybe. And they, they do get the second. And indoors, London, barely, barely. I think, did they get it in overtime or not? I, I don't recall. I, Anyways, it was very close. So then you get the bank, like time bank phases, and and the same pattern. They got the quick cart move, uh, but it couldn't get second. Uh, but Defiant somehow couldn't get like far enough after the first. Like Sparker and, and Sparker really started popping off. I I couldn't really point to any particular idea or, or like what caused Toronto to just drop like flies with every attempt. But like like the Boston and Vancouver match, it seems like this is where everything shifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Even more significantly oh, yeah. in this match. 
It was a steeper drop off. Um, like you say, Sparker was extremely consistent at getting picks. It wasn't anything flashy. It wasn't like, like you could definitely say he popped off, especially compared to how he normally or, or what we've seen from him in the past. Um, sure. but I felt like Sparker and Backbone, for whatever reason, they just clicked together and were clicking heads. And, you know, yeah. like I say, it wasn't, it wasn't flashy. It was just consistent. It was consistent. It was steady damage. It was steady pressure. Um, and it allowed them to get picks and, you know, they would get one pick and that would turn a fight. Um, or they would get the right pick and it would turn a fight. And this is the map that really sealed the deal for the Glads, right? Uh, what do you mean? Like, I feel when London gets a, a, a map, that's why <clears throat> gladiators were out or. Oh, when, when was the I'm, I'm not sure, actually. No, I think I don't. I think Glad's had to. Ha- you might be right, actually. It might be. I think it had to go. I think. No, no. I, 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 I'd have to look at this. I think the Glad's uh, like a one map wasn't enough to eliminate them. Like, mm-hmm. it, like I think London they had, had the win. London needed to. Yeah, like it was. But if if the London Spitfire got a map. Now you have a tie, mm. like the tiebreaker scenarios were starting right. to get triggered. London winning was game over glads. Yeah. Like, it, you know, that was, oh, yeah. that was it. Like there was different scenarios. Um, I was, I was just looking, watching this match sort of on, on quick time here. So it's 26 yeah. seconds left mm-hmm. and Sparker right clicks. Mm-hmm. He like, and, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. It was just, he was getting the right picks. Um, you know, maybe, maybe their comms were different. Maybe he was calling shots or something like that. And he doesn't usually, or, or maybe he does usually. And for some reason it was just working, um, better than normal, but they just, you know, something just came together for them. Yeah. Defined. Oh, here we go. Gladiators eliminated. So, uh, yeah, Spitfire needed uh, at least two maps maps. to eliminate them. Yeah. Yeah. I know it was more than just one, um, but uh, whatever. This map put them but on pretty the close. <laughs> and and then Toronto's like, okay, let's get rid of the gladiators and let's just throw. Well, okay, Circuit before Royale we continue here, I would never advocate, never ever advocating throwing because I mean, let's we're going to get into who's Toronto. Toronto's going to have to kick things off on the summer showdown against. But do you think there was a team out there that wanted to play the gladiators? If if the Glads had finished eight, whomever was fourth place was going to get. I was them. kicking myself for predicting Atlanta to get the win because, and I did it because Glads looked so terrible because they did. Um, and so I I predicted Atlanta to get the win. But as soon as Glads came out, I was thinking to myself, and sorry, I know we're talking about Toronto, but as soon as Glads came out, I was thinking to myself, this is why they're a championship team. This is why they've won the past two tournaments. It's because they can adapt. They can make changes. They have the talent. They have the talent, and they clearly have the organizational structure, you know, likely the coaching element, mm-hmm. where they're able to look at their previous losses and build off that and make changes. And the players are yeah. coachable enough that they can then come out on top after what looks like an abysmal stage. And and it was to me like, you know, going into it, I predicted Atlanta to win because I thought we had seen enough of them fumbling. Um, but I, I just, I was kicking myself cause I should have been like, yeah. these guys know what it takes. They will make the changes to come out on top. And unfortunately, you know, it was too little too late for them as we saw with them getting sure. eliminated. 
So they've given a map. Now we get into Circuit Royale. Again, looking at the score line, it doesn't look horrible in my mind. But uh, again, why, why did Toronto just check out after after Hollywood? On on defense, they did. Mm-hmm. I think attack they went pretty well. Like a sloggy, a slog fest. You know, defiant pushes. They got second. Like that's usually where teams either collapse or don't make uh, and don't make it into the indoors phase. But they did make it into the indoor phase. And Sparker gets the pick at the end there, and they just stop the cart from getting to third. But many, plenty of teams win, right? Even though they didn't get, they don't get third in this mm-hmm. map. It's usually a, an easier map to defend. But London went indoors with over five minutes, yeah. so they just walked over them throughout the, the beginning of the map and, and and they just proceeded to just like you know whoosh, payload was rolling downhill all, all the map uh for their attack it was kind of a, a a pathetic performance by toronto on defense on on a on a map that is notoriously uh, uh hard to attack on and and much more you know favors defense much yeah more. yeah i definitely agree with you they uh they kind of had you know, compared to what we've seen a lot of teams struggle with on this map, um, that first section kind of went pretty, honestly, pretty smoothly. Um, they got the, the yeah, they got the yeah. first checkpoint pretty easily. Um, and then it came around that corner pretty easily and they pushed London back up the hill. Um, and, you know, then Toronto did kind of struggle a little bit to get it up there. Um, but ultimately, I think it came down to, yeah, London on their attack just doing extremely well for the the first uh first little bit there and and like like you said getting a ton of time i'm watching the london attack right now and let's see uh just coming around the first corner to the first point uh deletes sparker deletes twilight and that's a lost fight they come around the second corner after the second uh point and uh sparker deletes uh hisu and they draw out all all the alts and an although blade gets absolutely no joy. Like it, like London has now invested, yeah, rampage to to get it through. And you're right. There's like a mm-hmm. an hour of time <laughs> bank. That's what it felt like watching it. And and it's you know speed run. Like like you said earlier, Omni. You know it's, it's reminiscent of Vancouver. It was just the team that you are expecting to lose gets a taste of that victory. And in this case, a team that was still very, you know, had a definite possibility of making it into the tournament. Um, you know, they tasted blood in the water and they went for it. Right. And, and good for them. Honestly, if, if they hadn't, if they hadn't applied pressure, like they did Toronto, likely the better team would have come out on top and London would have been out and Glad's would have been in. Um, so, you know, or it might be e fatigue, right? <laughs> Toronto getting a little e fatigue. Well, and that honestly, I was debating going into this episode with my thoughts on both of these matches being both of these teams uh, just threw it out the window. They just they just didn't care. I really kind of felt that way after watching the matches on the weekend. I rewatched the Vancouver match today while I was mm-hmm. working extremely hard, and. I did feel like Vancouver performed better than I initially 
had given them credit for. Yes, as we talked about, obviously they struggled and, and there was a point where, you know, it seemed like they kind of let up on the gas. Um, but we've, we've seen, you know, losing teams or teams that are on the outside and know that they're on the outside play spoiler before, you know, that's, that's nothing new to traditional sports either. You know, teams love to play spoiler and, and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I very much, um, you know, I, I was less, I wasn't as low as I thought I was after rewatching the Vancouver match. Um, I didn't rewatch the, all of the Toronto match. I have it on right now. I'm lower on the Toronto match than I was the Vancouver match. Well, it doesn't like Toronto doesn't appear to exactly. be in any form of experimentation. Whereas like the fact that we saw Ash out of mm-hmm. the Titans and the hero that we don't want to talk about. I mean, this is the problem with the way the Titans have played. I think pre Depay. I mean, you had Shockwave bringing out mm-hmm. the Torbs, so, I mean, anything was yeah. possible. But looking just at the face cams here, so we're going, we're about to go into New Queen Street. London, they're all, like, happy, yeah. laid back. Right now, although looks like he is contemplating um, uh, world <laughs> hunger, um, Hotba appears to be uh, extremely down on himself. I do not know what Hisu and Chorong are up to because neither one is there. But like, there's a definitive difference between and, these two teams' approach, and I, I, I get it. Toronto was a favor going in against this this London Spitfire team, but this is almost how Toronto has played, right? Yeah. I mean, we see these brilliant, you know, flashes of 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 Swag. awesomeness, right? The swagger, and then when it's not there, it's like a complete. Well, and, and like you say as well, at the end of this round, um, London is up 2-1. It's match point. And then and know that they go to the tournament, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. By well, yeah. I mean, Lon- yeah, London's in good place. Like, I can totally see why they're they're happy. But, they, but like, Tor- Toronto doesn't look like they're buckling so down. So at the end of this round, they cut to the player cams. All of Toronto is gone. Like, they have just gotten up <laughs> from their seats. They are not there because they know they have a break. All of the London Ooh. guys are still sitting in their chairs, and like you're saying, they are all smiles. Oh yeah, maybe. And it's it's pretty apparent that uh, that Toronto was feeling down, and I think this is this is that swagger problem that we've seen before. Once they get down, it's like they get kicked once, and they just lay there and they take a beating kind of thing. They need to learn to get back up almost. Um, and we have seen them get back up in the past and things like that, but it just felt like. Maybe maybe they were just e fatigued, but you know, it was it was disappointing that they didn't have some sort of a comeback. Maybe it's the Paris story all over again. Maybe they were told that they're being dropped or something. <laughs> I hope not. Going into their <laughs> yeah, own go, going into the summer yeah. showdown, right? Right. That's the reason. So uh, P- Piggy is the sole player that Toronto signed. Twilight said welcome, and therefore that mm-hmm. has to be who's going to mm-hmm. be playing for them, right? Yeah. Okay. I see. You, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, finale and uh, and uh, Muse. I don't know what. So, w- which of Muse and Piggy is playing support? Like, sure. anyhow, uh, New Queen Street. So, uh, like, this one's a harder one for me to tell by the score line because you win or you don't. Um, is this where we see Hisu sort of not? Because I find that Toronto on this particular map. Uh, is when Hisu is is clicking heads. I also notice he is on the Sojourn here, not his his Ash. What's he been playing? Has he been playing Sojourn? A little bit, 
they started off strong with the initial push in here, but so, at some point, just London again took over, and and Toronto just crumbled towards the end. Uh, they made like a hundred and something meters on them. London did, and yeah, um, I think they were checked out at this point. I think they just wanted to have a break before the tourney. Yeah, I agree. Well, and they didn't want like to to have a map five or anything like that for sure. That that does also, you know. Like I say, I, I was pretty down on this match. I was pretty down on the Vancouver match. I think I've come back a little bit from that after rewatching it. I'm hopeful that these losses are just the teams being e-fatigued, getting it out of their system, um, you know, and and sort of take this as a reset point, take this as a refresher. You could both pretty comfortably lose these matches and you knew you would still qualify even if there was a, you know, stars aligned kind of thing that could have happened to get Vancouver out. Um, I'm just hopeful that both of these losses mean it's out of the system and we're ready to compete now. And I realize we haven't even covered one of the maps for Toronto, but I just, it was well, that I mean, bad. That's, I was just sort of saying like New Queen Street. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the ultimate end here that occurs is tur- like Toronto goes from third to fourth. Um, like looking at differential, the Toronto defiant weren't going to catch up to this shock um, with a five and one. So they, they, they're essentially leapfrogging over, over the Houston outlaws. If they mm-hmm. were to have won this, um, if London were to lose and have not um, lost three, two, they're out. Los Angeles is in. That means LA is playing Houston. I think Toronto I mean, Toronto. So, I mean, the way things go, Toronto wasn't going to be able to hang, pick the team they probably would have wanted to pick. Who do you think they wanted? Oh, never mind. But, uh, but no, I mean, it, it is what it is. I think if anything, the Toronto Defiant did a service to the rest of the teams in the West by not having to worry about whether or not the Gladiators had figured <laughs> yeah. out the meta. Yeah. Right. So maybe, maybe they, they're, they're, you know, going to be rewarded for that some way, shape or form. But, uh, the point is the Toronto defiant, they, they get hard locked in the fourth place. Um, they're, so they're, they're actually tied yeah. with Houston. Um, but, uh, based on, I don't know which tiebreaker it was because it's not head to head or anything like that. Cause it's not equal. Toronto got the four spot, the Titans in losing, um, got themselves into the mix of who is the better three and three team. They actually finished ahead of the Justice as well as the Mayhem. So the Titans were in the sixth spot, which isn't a bad place. Uh, London, however, had the plus one map. So they actually finished at the top. I think had the Vancouver Titans and Spitfire been tied, the Titans would have actually been above the Spitfire. But um, regardless, the way it works is teams one, two, and three get to pick who they play. Team four gets what's left over. And uh, the Dallas Fuel, I don't think, surprise anyone with their pick. Agree? Yeah, I think I, that's pretty. I think there are two options, but well, two. But I mean, I think of the one of the two I'd choose. I think that's the one I'd lean towards in picking the Washington Justice. Sure, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, are we talking about Florida yeah. Washington here? <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure. Not, not Vancouver. Vancouver is right? better than that. Um, so, 
San Francisco gets up, and who is it that they decide they want to play? Vancouver Titans. And, you know, what's uh, interesting... Classic rivalry. Revived. Well, so what's interesting <laughs> about this pick... First off, you happen to be in Vancouver Titans Discord. The Like, I think the entire Discord was, like, floored that San Francisco would dare take on the Vancouver Titans. And I'm thinking, like, when San Francisco is picking, I'm like... Titans. They, they're like, why? If you're San Francisco, I don't know if you really want to face London early on because you don't know really what London might throw your way. Sure. Uh, Florida and then Vancouver. I honestly think you, you you mess with the team you know you've owned in the past. And despite the Titans being better, you, San Francisco plays with a little you know chip on the shoulder despite being as good as they happen to be. <laughs> Will the Titans make them rue today? Probably no. not. <laughs> But but the thing about this is that the San Francisco Shock and picking the Vancouver Titans disrupt the possibility that the Titans and Defiant can actually play each other until later on in either the winners or losers round. And while I have faith in Toronto, I have limited faith in Vancouver getting through on the winner's side. I so. do have them playing one another, though, in my bracket, too. Yeah, and the losers, right? Oh, the losers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That no, that's the thing is that could happen down there. Yeah. But in the winners is No, no way. Yeah. It's it's not gonna be a grand final between these two teams. Or maybe. Well, whatever, it's not gonna be a grand <laughs> final. As much as that would be phenomenal, write the script and all that. Battle of Canada yeah, in Canada yeah, for, for Canada. Show, you know, whatever. But um you know, I also wonder about the Toronto Defiant because as things would trickle out, well, Houston goes and ch- takes the mayhem, and Toronto gets to play against this mm-hmm. London Spitfire team that has spicy, a little confidence, spicy. knows that they can beat the Toronto Defiant. Not yeah. a chance. I'm so like I have the okay. So in my pickums, I gave the uh, decision to Toronto three two. I also went for the three two. It's going to be a hell of a match in my. Opinion. I went three one. But I, I, three one. I, I just, I, I, they just played each other, and yeah, Toronto had a horrible day. You've given like if if Toronto doesn't come out and two Overwatch the Spitfire, brutally just, you know, beat the the confidence out of them. Kind of like Vancouver beat uh, Boston two zero the start <laughs> well no i'm talking about 2-0 and then london throws in the towel they, they, they go back to the hangar to refuel in the <laughs> losers bracket use that one round as yeah. a scrim just to get get good no like i just i i'm i worry about that you, you never want to give a team comments i mean it, it in any form of sport yeah when you're op when your opponent just beat you and they were the underdog they think they can do it because they still have nothing to lose of course I'm very tired of Toronto entering these tournaments and not winning a match. If I'm not mistaken, they did that in both of the previous tournaments. And I, oh boy, do I have them winning some matches in this tournament. Well, I, I would imagine you have them going through to uh, winners three, right? Or, or do we want to talk about that now? Well, sure. okay, we can. I mean, we're, we're sort of going down that path already. Let's just do it. How far, how far do we want to jump over the, uh, the actual breakdown. Okay, well, I mean, I uh, we we all have the Toronto Defiant going through into uh, to winners yeah, too. Sure. Um, I have the fuel beating the Justice for sure. Okay, now 
the problem here is I don't necessarily see the defiant beating the fuel. Like I had them losing here. Yeah, me as well. Okay. So I had the, the fuel beating defiant three one. Me as well. Likewise. And I, I felt generous giving the defiant a map here, but yeah, fuel home crowd. Fuel are, are, are good. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Um on the sort of other bracket here, I had the San Francisco shock beating the Vancouver mm-hmm. Titans three oh. I gave him one shock of the century. Yeah, three one. Okay, the, the Vancouver Titans took a map off the shock earlier this season. We're going to take a map off true. them here, and I that guess. was a weaker version of the Good Titans. Point. So Good point. lesser yeah, meta true. for them too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay, so I'm surprised Omni didn't put, choose the Titans to win then. Uh, maybe there's a three two in there, not a win. <laughs> okay, the shock um, aren't as scary during playoffs. That's mm-hmm, true. Mm-hmm. They have shown like to be a little bit weaker, but I'm not that crazy. Yeah. Uh, I have the Houston Oilers beating the Mayhem three two, but I don't feel good about that. I have it three one. I have three one. Me as well. Yeah. See, the reason I did three two, it's the the, the doubt of yeah. Houston because they did some suspect things, but then the fact that the we all speaks for itself. The fact right? that we all kind of kind of predicted the same thing means that everything's going to be entirely the opposite. Oh, did, <laughs> always is with these brackets. Just wait, because it's about to get spicy. Yeah. Okay, okay, so okay. you 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 have the outlaws beating the shock, I, I sure presume. Do. Yeah, I don't know how you I even predict what? that because I have the shock Are three one. Faith is it like in a, the outlaws three two? And the Dante I've Queen. I've been impressed with what the outlaws have been able to do in turning themselves around. I think, <sighs> although they have some blunders, there are echoes of the gladiators figuring things out. And being able to make something happen. And I am putting the faith in them. Oh my god. Green haze, like my purple haze from last year. We all remember how that ended. Okay, well let's go let's go into the Elims because uh the Vancouver Titans are beating the Florida Man three one. I did three two. Okay. Uh, the Washington Justice London Spitfire. I actually have this as zero zero. I don't know who to choose. <laughs> I thought you you thought it's end, ending. They're both going to throw in the zero, towel. Zero. Give the shock. No, I just so my my heart says London. Mine does too. My heart says London. I put it three two London. I actually went for 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 the, the justice mm-hmm. here, but probably a mistake. I don't know why. Okay, well I'm I'm gonna do. I have faith in in London. playoff decay. Oh, that's fair. That's a good point. That's like when when he really tries, which is not very often. I felt I felt like Washington came out strong after they had all those changes with their team. Um and they looked really good in that match. They looked really good against Vancouver. Maybe that was the same match, I don't quite remember. Um but after that, I felt like they have not been performing at nearly the same level. Maybe it was mm. maybe it was they had a chip on their shoulder. They had something to prove after their teammates got sold off and then the org, you know, started selling off all its assets and that kind of thing. But after yeah. that one match, I've just not seen the same Washington. I've not seen a Washington that I think could beat Vancouver. Whereas that match where they went 3-2, I think that match almost came down to a coin flip. It could have gone to Washington. So that's right. that's why I have Washington being one of the teams, one of two teams that does not get a single win in this tournament, the other one being Florida. Hmm. So, do any of us have the Titans beating the Defiant? Not, not me. me. 
Neither. I mean, it, to me, this is where the Defiant decide to shut down the Titans. To me, this one. is where the Defiant start their role through the losers bracket. Okay, are you? Do you? Do you legit have the Defiant going to the final? I sure do. No way, man. Sorry, sorry. Give me, give me one <laughs> second. Let me open this can of opium here. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay. I if 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 the def, if there is a team here that could do that, do that. I think a Defiant could. Like at the Defiant, they find that mojo, they find that swag. We know the crowd is going to be behind them, and if yeah. this team can feed off that, like for those who have listened to our show for a while, Adam joined us. Was it two seasons ago? And he told us how they had a team built for the stage that was going to feed off the energy. Now that didn't happen. Pandemic <laughs> shut all of everything down. I don't know how well this team is designed to feed off the energy of the stage, but if it can, okay, sure. But like, I, I I mean, for me, I have the defiant going through the Houston outlaws or getting to the Houston outlaws and then Houston beating. That's what I have. Yeah. All right. Like I, I have it as three, two for Houston, Mm -hmm. but I just, I, I, the same Houston that, uh, Jordan says, would beat the shock. So would beat the shock. It's not lose to Dallas. Well, so then we have after. Okay, so who do you who do you actually have here against the Defiant in round three? The shock. So I have. Okay, in no yep. way there. The, yep. No, yep. it's happening. It's happening. I'm telling you. Okay, you know what? I'll you. tell you what. I'll tell you what. If, Tor- if Toronto beats the shock here, yeah, just give them the trophy. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, for I sure. I'm telling you. I have so I have the shock losing to Houston, which means they play London. Um, they're going to beat London, uh, because London, meanwhile, Toronto beats Vancouver to progress to a limb round three, where shock will face off against the defiant defiant will win three, two. And up in the winner's bracket, we have Dallas facing Houston and Dallas will win that three, one. So Toronto is going to beat Vancouver. They're going to beat San Francisco. They're then going to beat the Houston outlaws who I already predicted would beat San Francisco sending Dallas and Toronto to the final. That's a very nice story. Anyhow, so I have the field beating the shock <laughs> 4-2 in the final. I have 4-3 Dallas winning against the shock. I have yeah, and I mean I have 4-3 you know, defiant beating fuel in the final. Oh you know my what? goodness! I, I'm just, I'm I, I hope. I actually, I hope that happens. I truly do. I'm not trying to be down on Toronto here. It's just that the fact that you have Toronto going through. I mean, I guess you're right. To to be the best, you got to beat the best. But they're not even lucking out here by facing a team that no. stumbled against someone else. Dude, they're having they have, to go. I'm telling you, your there is some nasty energy about your bracket. It's just gonna put them. Put some. Black magic on them. They're going to lose to the Spitfire in the first we're, round. No, we're, we're going to we're no. going to look, and that will be your fault. That will be entirely fault if if that happens. Okay. If oh. again Toronto doesn't win a single match, that'll be all on you and okay, Jordan. So I'm, I'm gonna. So look, every other tournament, I have put my heart and soul into these predictions. I have listened to Plat Chat. I have listened to Tactical Crouch to the point of. And they all have Toronto to winning it all, right? Taking notes on their thoughts so that I can build my perfect bracket. And I have yet to get <laughs> almost anything right. I get usually a couple in the first round and maybe a couple sure. in the loser's round. And so this time I said, you know what? 
Let my That's heart true. be my guiding key. I hope we have some Kingdom Hearts fans out there because they'll they'll get that. Um, and I got Toronto going through. And earlier this very day, as we record, I noticed that uh, Adam Adamu at Grayson on Twitter tweeted out his prediction, which also featured Toronto in the final. I believe it was Toronto against um, San Francisco. And he predicted okay. them to win as well. And I immediately screenshotted my pickums and tweeted it at him and said, same vibes. Because it is. All that matters is Toronto gets a win, honestly. Like I said, I'm just tired of them losing and being one of the teams that gets no wins in the tournament. I want to see them go really far. So I have predicted it. I'm speaking it into existence. And you know what? We could use your support over oh, up here in Canada. You two Canada haters. That's right. Oh, now I'm turning okay. on first you. Of all, <laughs> first of all, it, it's not like Adam is going to go and tweet out, hey, guys, I don't think my team's got a shot to win it all. So I'm sorry. The uh, lengths it, you go to to get like a ticket to the event, eh? <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to see, you know, Jordan like sitting there front row. <laughs> Oh my goodness, boy! Are we going to talk about East Region at all? Oh, I <laughs> well, no, I'm I'm shook now. <laughs> I am completely shook. Do you have like Guangzhou winning it all or something? No, no, I I I went the logical route. Yeah, on that just one. Shanghai versus Dynasty. Exactly, four right? one Shanghai. Oh, I have four two for Shanghai. Yeah, fair. I'm I'm kind of hoping that it's not a four two only because we've seen a lot of four twos already. Um, which 4-1 obviously is more of a blowout, but I'm kind of just like 4-2 so yesterday. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Seoul, did they lose a map at all in this stage? They lost two Shanghai. Yeah. Oh, they lost. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. I I forgot to check out that match. I wanted to. Didn't have the time. So they lost to Shanghai. Yeah, Shanghai looked... Ooh, so it's good for 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 the brackets exactly. then. Yeah. Okay, Chris, did you fill out that bracket? I, I can yet, hear him or? clicking. He's he's rapidly going through <laughs> three, two, three, one, three, zero. <laughs> so I, I got Shanghai and Seoul going to play each other in winners round two. I got Shanghai going through there. I got the Guangzhou beating Philly. I got Seoul beating Guangzhou, and I got Shanghai. That sounds like exactly Seoul. my bracket. Almost. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, in fairness, it was. I just had to figure out how do I get Shanghai mm-hmm. and Seoul to the end. Yeah, the rest yeah. really yeah. didn't matter. Okay. Oh well, you know what? We're going to take a short break before we uh, spend like three minutes in the fray. You know, uh, Pickums. I mean, we just picked them, but my results last week uh, in the East, I had 11 in the West, I had 15. So I had myself 26 points. Wow. That's impressive. Last week. Oh yeah. Last week. I got, I got kind of crap in East. I got nine and I got 16 on, on uh, West. Man. I got eight and 14. I, my, my, my predictions have really been going down the tubes these past few weeks. But not with Let's this tournament. 
So, okay. Our crystal, my crystal ball got wrecked on the glads. Did, did the yeah, rest of us get wrecked on the glads? Okay. Same. Okay. So then oh, we Jordan, can't complain you're, about you're, you're one picks. point behind me in the oh. summer showdown. Wow. Luckily, I'm going to overtake Luckily, you on the bracket. I have a perfect bracket coming. <laughs> <laughs> KOJ is sure. ahead of me by one. Uh, the the summer showdown's been a good stage for me. Yeah, it has been. What's the total right now? Oh, oh, you're uh, pretty the, close. You're fourth right now. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's the stage. The stage. And Jordan is fifth. I'm still third. I, I started off this this season strong, but I've been dragging my feet. Like mm-hmm. I say, following following my head has not paid off. So it's time to follow my heart. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can respect it. It's true. It never goes as you think it will. Anyway, so is is that like sage advice? It never goes as you think it will. Uh yeah. So that includes the advice. It never goes as my advice uh, says. It. Okay. <laughs> um, if you happen to not see anything that went on last week, uh, just to quickly run through Guangzhou three Overwatch, the Chengdu Hunters, the Shanghai Dragons three Overwatch, the Valiant. The Glads three overwatch the rain, the Excelsior three the uh Guangzhou Charge three one the Hongzhou Spark, the Valiant three two the Hunters, and then the Soul Dynasty three two the Philadelphia Fusion, the Mayhem three overwatch the Eternal, the Outlaws three overwatch the Justice, and then the uh, Uprising, as we already know, beat the Titans three two, and wrapping up out east, the uh, Philadelphia Fusion three one the Hangzhou Spark, and the Shanghai Dragons three overwatched the powerhouse Soul Dynasty. The Toronto Defiant they mailed it in. Uh, they lost three one against the London Spitfire, and Florida Mayhem three overwatched the the New York Excelsior. So that's again we already discussed all of that. That sort of set up what uh, is going to be happening over the course of this weekend, and then uh, when things do get underway, we will recap each and every night. If you happen to somehow miss that earlier on, or it's been an hour and you've forgotten already, we will be back to do all of that. So what else is there for us to talk about this week? Uh, there's a skin. We'll uh, it's a Genji skin. It's happy. Uh, is that like, is it happy or hoppy? Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce the. I assumed it was just like Genji because Genji ends with an. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just happy mm-hmm. I had the Overwatch League tokens <laughs> to get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, spend those Overwatch <laughs> League tokens to, to get yourself the. Uh, the new skin. Speaking of skins, a retail patch went out in Overwatch 1. Um, you have uh, until October 2nd to buy skins. Uh, they are unlocking uh, all of the seasonal skins as of September 13. Uh, or seasonal cosmetics mm. is the more appropriate term if you want those holiday sprays, for instance. Um, and any Tokens, coins you have left over will then carry over in Overwatch 2. But after October 2nd, all of the Overwatch 1 cosmetics that you did not purchase will never, ever, 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 ever be available again. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Who knows? I just, it, I could totally see them regurgitating, like, you know, retro cosmetics. Right? Yeah, and Overwatch 2. But, for sure. Um, too much time and effort yeah. went into those. But uh, there is there was some scuttlebutt like, oh my goodness, does this mean we don't get anything? No, man, they're going to open up everything. They're going to get all the loot boxes. They're going to all open up. You're going to have a t- 
ton of coins. Spend, spend, spend. Overwatch 2 launches. Your, your wallet is what's going <laughs> yeah, for, to open Overwatch up. That's 2 for cosmetics sure. and the like for certain. <laughs> but uh, there was also apparently a bug yeah. with the Baptiste that they fixed, um, which is interesting because I don't know the last time BAP got patched in in production like so obviously the bug wasn't critical enough that uh it was breaking the game but the fact that they patched it with a month to go yeah i don't, I don't remember the last time i played batiste so <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't tell uh, you yeah see i i play mr hero so i see him uh, you know far too often but uh, yeah, I mean, this is a month-ish from when Overwatch 2 will launch. We'll know of a new patch for the Countdown Cup. Um, I would imagine we're going to get those details probably at the end of the Summer Showdown. Uh, so we'll be able to obviously talk about it on our show. Um, and then from there, guesses to whether or not that's what we'll see in, in the retail version of Overwatch 2 when it goes live or... Uh, was it defined as early access to Overwatch 2 as of October 4th or whatever? That's right. Yeah. But uh, yep. yeah, I mean, uh, as I said, like a three-minute fray because we did our, our matches of the week and our pickums and all of that in the payload. Um, the uh, thing that I will suggest, though, is that if there is anyone that you would want us to talk to, like I mean anyone in the Summer Showdown that happens to be there, let us know and we will put in the request. Um, we're going to try to do our best to get in some some guests, some different voices, uh, possibly share some audio and what have you uh, from the event for those of us who can't attend. That's not to suggest you're not going to be able to obviously watch it on YouTube because you totally can. Um, but if you happen to also be someone who is going to the Summer Showdown, we want to hear from you. Tell us what it is like to be a viewer at the event. Uh, from what I can tell, Toronto is going all out to throw a heck of a party. Uh, I saw that, um, uh, who is it that's uh, going to be there announcing a uh, pocket Samson? Well, no, Samson from the oh. Titans court. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> uh pocket's going to be out. And then I think someone was talking, I've not seen an announcement about golden boy, but I mean, it's, Oh, I've not seen anything. Yeah, I mean, I have not seen anything official, but like Reddit was going off that, uh, they were getting golden boy and pocket. No, mm -hmm. I've only seen, uh, uh, like hmm. it is the, the official one, but I mean, this is the thing. Yeah. I did not see it. You know, Toronto is, I think going to throw a, a heck of a party and do it right. And as uh, you know, on, you had mentioned like the, the venue, I think it's a fabulous <coughs> venue to really focus on the energy that this type of event will bring. Like in, if it would imagine if it was here in Vancouver, they would have hosted it in Rogers arena and Rogers arena is a great venue, but they would have not gone and put in like, 15,000 people into that, that barn. And that, that there's a trade off there when you, when you have this cavernous space that doesn't contain the energy. Well, uh, mountain of the athletic center, it's, Too it's, a, it's the sweet spot. It's good size. But, uh, here we are at the end of an episode. Um, as, uh, you know, if you reach this point, drop us a review. I know you have to send it in by fax machine because it's so 2004. But I like reviews. And let's be honest. I mean, in the gig economy, a review means everything. It's the star rating. Um, you know, give us all the stars. All the stars. Every one of them. Six out of five stars. Sounds good. 
But uh, if you do write a review, obviously, you All know, Jordan will sing it uh, acapella. If you happen to want to subscribe, please do so on every podcast application that's out there. And I would imagine if you've reached this point of the show, you probably already do. So do us a favor and tell someone else to subscribe because word of mouth is a powerful thing. You can find us on all the social media platforms at Ready, Set, Home. And uh, yeah, um, stay tuned because we will be pushing out episodes at uh, least four times this weekend, which is going to be crazy because we've never done anything like this before. Um, it might be the three of us. It might be two of us. It might be one of us. It might be with us and special guests. Who knows? But there will be content coming your way. Might be the the five of us. Who knows? <laughs> the five of us. Yeah. Sam we'll bring Sam back. in. Yeah. See what Sam's <laughs> thoughts are on the event. Uh, but what final words of wisdom uh, say you? So, as we're going to Toronto, like I never been, I started reading up on the city a little bit, and you know we're a rain city here in Vancouver, and I wasn't surprised to discover that Toronto is not as rainy. In fact, they might even have a drought. So, do you know what they call a drought in Toronto? What? Canada Dry. Good one. Good one. If you're you're not from Canada, I don't know if you'll get that one, but that was good. Uh, well, how many listeners do we have outside of Canada at this point? <laughs> well, they would have to Google. Google Canada Dry. Mm. Best ginger ale brand out there. Way better than Schweppes, <laughs> that's for sure. Schweppes. So true. And Canada Dry every so often throws out, like, they have a cranberry ginger. They've done like a, mm-hmm. a raspberry ginger ale. It's actually you know pretty solid uh, choices. Mm-hmm. Um, pop. Uh, I don't know if it's words of wisdom, but mark my words. Also, I don't know what you win for winning the summer showdown, but mark my words. Toronto is, <laughs> is winning it all. They're taking home the Canada Cup or whatever they get. Um, it's the summer showdown trophy. Can I point out though, that this is the last mini Stanley cup. Yeah. It's it's mini Stanley cup. Totally. This is the last trophy you can win this season, except for the grand finals, because the countdown cup has no cup. (laughs) Like why? Like, did they forget? Like, did they have a a, a, Uh, a shortage of letters? (laughs) Like, could they have not called it Countdown to the Cup or something like that? No, it's Countdown Cup. Never, never cup. change, Overwatch League. Never change. Uh, anyhow, um, so I mean, I thought I would, uh, I would go and get myself a haircut later this week. I wanted to look good for uh, the summer showdown that uh, we'll be recording audio for virtually. Um, but when I went there, there was a lot of people going to, you know, get their haircut and. Uh, you know, it makes sense, you know, start a sort of a school year, you know, back to work office and whatnot. But it got me thinking, you know, what is it that you call a, a line of, uh, of people waiting to get, uh, haircuts? A barbecue. A barbershop quartet. A, bar- <laughs> no, a barbecue. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good. Oh man. I mean, the other one was, you know, why do seagulls fly over the sea? Because if they flew over the bay, they'd be called bagels. <laughs> I know it's why everyone tunes in each and every week. They want to hear my, my horrible uh, dad jokes. What did one plate uh, whisper to another? Hey, dinner's on me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. 
That's cute. Oh, on behalf of Ani at Ani Strife, Jordan at Sir Dr. J, I'm also the host of the One Man Watchpoint uh, podcast, and myself, Chris at Lightforce, uh, signing off this episode with Catray. Thank you.